you, yeah, you, you who's listening to this podcast right now. Do you lie in bed at night reading fan fictions till the sun comes up? Or do you ever binge a show on Netflix and afterwards you just can't stop thinking about the characters? Or maybe you wish you could draw so you can make fan art of your favorite characters and make cool art friends? We've got a podcast for you. It's Phantom on the Phone! Hello and welcome to Fandom on the Phone, a show where we discuss all things fandom, whether it be fan fiction, fan art, fan sites, fandom issues, or other fandom-related things. And today's episode is a really, really fun one. It's very special, especially to Nesa, because she has been waiting on this episode for literal weeks now, and she has succeeded in dragging me into this, into this. Well, I would say it's not the craziest fandom I've ever been in, but it's definitely one of the most unique ones I've ever been in. It's about Resident Evil 8. Okay, so basically this episode is going to be just me indulging in my own headcanons about Resident Evil uh, headcanons and also all the characters. So basically, if you're just here to talk about us geeking about, oh, gameplay, oh, the the, the motion control is so good, the realism, the, 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 the graphics, no, honey. We're just here to be wholesome, okay? Because, <laughs> yes, wholesome for a horror game. I know. <laughs> Shocking. But you'll see. You'll see why it's so wholesome. But, like, if you actually, if you're actually interested in all those gaming stuff, we have a neighboring podcast from Finity yes. Media called DLC Podcast. It's in Indonesian and they usually, and they delve into games. So, like, if, if that tickles your fancy, why not give them a listen, you know? Yeah. Okay. Go crazy. Have fun with them. <laughs> But we're here to talk about uh-huh. the wholesome fandom that is Resident Evil Village. And I can say for I'm I'm going to put out a spoiler warning here. Like this is going to be chock full of spoilers. We're not even going to censor ourselves. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen a gameplay of the game, please check it out because it's been it's it's been i think it's been a month since their release and there there mm-hmm. are lots of gameplay videos online i personally have seen jack septicize and if you want to devote yourself to an eight hour stream i would highly recommend it like it is so good and so we are here to talk about resident evil 8 where it's basically a continuation of the resident evil saga And this kind of stems from the seventh game, was it? Yeah, so uh, the story of uh, Resident Evil 8 is uh, the continuation of Resident Evil 7, duh, which uh, is the story of Ethan and Mia Winters. So it picks up from the Louisiana accident, the Baker House incident, that, it, that is started because of this bioweapon from the Umbre- Umbrella Corporation, which is Evelyn. And Evelyn, as the uh, dot, as the doting daughter that she is, tried to influence everyone to be her family because she just wants a family, you know. Oh. And then, yeah. like the Resident Evil Seven is through the viewpoint of Ethan and Mia Winters, and this is the continuation of it. So after the whole incident, the Winters uh, decide to move out from Louisiana to avoid supernatural things happening to. their family again right mm-hmm. but here's the thing okay here's what makes me tick they move from louisiana to avoid supernatural things and like buy weapons and like to be under a witness protection program and all that jazz but they decide to move to transylvania which is one of the most 
super naturalistic place ever like yeah. at least in Europe yeah. like you're trying to avoid supernatural things happening to you by moving to the heart of supernatural <laughs> things make it I make know. sense like make you could have like, chose you could have chosen some some other place that's like peaceful and safe like i don't know denmark or finland like that yeah. like there's so many options you know like heck move to ireland start a sheep farm like <laughs> like go go live off like in a cozy in a cozy cottage core lifestyle you know Yeah. Like, why why would you subject yourself to the birthplace of Dracula? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, no shade to the winters, but like, the next couple of weeks, the next couple of things happening to your life is solely your fault. Like, <laughs> like you, you, you should, um, you should anticipate vampires and werewolves in Transylvania. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God so true and you know what i find ironic is that at the beginning of the gameplay of of the game the opening just the just the, just the opening parts of it so in resident evil 7 what if you've if you've known a bit about the game ethan fought tooth and claw first couple of scenes of the game we see you know this little happy couple well not so happy and their little baby rosemary <laughs> which i find very ironic considering the fact that she was named rosemary which is like there was this one show this classic psychological horror show about this woman who gets pregnant with satan's baby and it's called rosemary's baby so like if you name your kid rosemary you shouldn't do that <laughs> you shouldn't name your kid rosemary if supernatural things keep happening to you all right but basically mia gets shot like dead on like you, you worked so hard to save her and now she's dead and she got shot by chris hatfield i'm an awesome guy but really what the heck chris you know you're at that point you're just confused and scared mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then and then you wake up in the middle of the woods in the winter woods you know with ethan winters in his natural habitat and <laughs> and you and you don't know where you are and and they kidnapped your baby so now you have to go find her and you go into this village into this beautiful beautiful european village um that's really top destination spot if you ignore the lichens and the dead corpses so like okay why did you have to like shoot me out of the dark there trisha with the rosemary baby reference because i didn't even know that oh my god they're just asking to be like haunted <laughs> right like okay okay like that strike too to like supernatural be uh, supernatural things happening to them and yes. then like yeah as trisha said like the game takes place in this little village aka and that's why they named it resident evil village and Uh, it is very beautiful. It, it's like in the wintry landscape. It's like very cottage, very medieval. You know, you yeah. would be shocked. They have, they even have technology with them because it's just so primitive and it just looks so cottage. It's so cozy, yes. and like and uh, but like the main star of the show, uh, apart from like the environmental designs, are the characters. Yeah, are the villains. Of course, yes. Like we already baited you with the title of this uh, podcast, but like, 
come on, Miss Sal Vampire Lady herself, uh, Lady Dimitrescu, really shines in this um, in this franchise, you know. And also, mm-hmm. there are uh, also three other lords. <laughs> But like, here's the thing: when you have like an eight feet tall vampire goddess with you, like, like come on, you would encompass all the other villains. Like, it's basically tall vampire like the gang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically, like it's just just like a, like a, like a bad like John Lennon and the other guys. <laughs> yeah. That's about the environment, okay? We got the cottage, we got the village, we got the Taylor Swift dream with lichens and murder. <laughs> But like the characters, the characters are the one where they shine, okay? Especially the villains, especially yeah. the villains. Of course, like we baited you into like listening to this podcast with. Vampire Lady and like of course we will like come on Lady Dimitrescu like come on an eight feet tall vampire who can just step on me like yes yes and also there are like three other villains but like the other on. guys <laughs> yeah yeah that's like you labeling the Beatles John Lennon and like the other dudes you know <laughs> so who are these other guys okay so uh we got fish boy Fishboy Moreau, and then we got Steampunk Daddy, Mr. Carl Heisenberg. Okay, like, okay, like, I know we've simp over Tall Vampire Lady, but like, I think we're missing on uh, uh, like simp materials here. Like, this yes. Carl Heisenberg is one full on Steampunk Magneto Daddy, and of course, <laughs> my little Miss Cottagecore, Miss Harry Pop, uh, Harry Potter Puppet Pals, Miss Donna Beneviento. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like a puppeteer. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The villains are so good, but like, trust me, I like more. I like some more than the rest, and I think throughout the podcast you will see who. <laughs> yeah, she has a very, very clear favoritism here, but we can't <laughs> forget you. You're also here. You're you're the main player. Well, technically Ethan Winters, but yeah, we kind of. Keep yeah, forgetting yeah. about him. Yeah, I know, but like, oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot the my main man, the Duke, the Duke. The Duke. Okay, so like, uh, in these horror games, you usually like have to have a merchant character, of course. Right. But right. like, but like in Resident Evil 8, the merchant character is this really jolly old fat dude named the Duke, who just he takes care of you. He's like your homie, man. He's like, uh, he's like Ethan's well homie, said. like, like. Like the Duke takes care of you, and like he gives you weapons, and like if you give him materials, he will cook you food, and like <laughs> and like also like here's a little tidbit: when you play the game, and like the Duke will set up shop in the uh, Lord's houses, some of the Lord's houses, like uh, Dimitrescu's castle and Heisenberg's factory, mm-hmm. and like he has his own designated place, and every time Ethan like goes into the designated place. There are no enemies that are willing to attack him while he was in the shop. So basically, do they just wait outside? Do they just wait like patiently outside? Like reloads, like legit, just hanging legit. around. Legit. If you like got okay, when you go to the Dimitrescu castle, uh, and then you got chased by Dimitrescu, and then you get into the Duke's room, like she will legit not get into the room. She will stop at the door and turn her back and then start walking again. <laughs> Like, where'd he go? Is that legit? Yeah, I mean, like that's why, like he's my fave. Like he's the homie, you know. Yeah. 
my god. Oh yeah, and also we can't forget about Miss uh, Mother Miranda, who is like right. the big bad of the four lords. You know, the four lords are the henchmen, and then Mother Miranda is like the boss of mm-hmm. the whole operation. And yeah. like, I love Mother Miranda's design. Okay, this is from a design standpoint, but. Mm. If you look at the character, if you look at her getup, if you look at the way she's dressed, she is supposed to represent an accurate biblical angel. Yeah, Ooh. with like with the eyes and all and that, and the eyes and the uh, and the wheel and the eyes. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. And then like in the final boss battle where you actually fight Mother Miranda, she transforms and she legit looks like a scary biblical angel. So like. <laughs> Whenever you see like angels mentioned in like the Bible or something, and they always begin with like "Do not be afraid," because yeah, they look like <laughs> <laughs> they look they look scary as hell, don't they? <laughs> be not afraid while you have like wheels and eyes and wings and like yeah, yeah. So they're not beautiful white boys with <laughs> silky gold hair. Oh, that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> oh my god. But I think the real big bad from all this, which kind of comes, which kind of delivers back from the previous Resident Evil, is the mold. The mold. Yes, yes, the mold, the mold. So basically, in Resident Evil 8, the mold, the big bad here is like this parasite called the Kadu. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, talking about the actual big bad uh, talking about the actual big bad which is like the mold so uh the the thing is the mold shares like this one hive mind of a memory which is like the driving point of like mother miranda trying to uh reincarnate her dead daughter and like yeah. he tries on all these experiments on people to just find a vessel For her dead daughter, and that's why the mold is like the whole encompassing bioweapon. You know, like you right. can't have Resident Evil without bioweapons. True. You know, uh-huh. trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And like in the Resident Evil 8, it's named Kadu, which is like, uh, which is which means gift. And then like, well, it does give gifts if it it finds a vessel. You know, the four mm. lords are the like successful. Experiments, right? And uh, we have, of course, Lady Dimitrescu, and then Moro, and uh, Heisenberg, and then Beneviento, and they all have uh, powers. Yeah. So, and the powers here are we will see in the game, and I just find all of them so interesting and so cool how they like present it. Right. Like, I mean, Dimitrescu legit turns into a dragon. Like, like, come on! Like, yeah. Oh my god! She has a castle, and then she turns into a dragon. Like, how fairy tale can you be? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just you know like, I I I was like honestly like I just love the whole aesthetic of it. You know, like just the inside of a castle, the detail that they have, and like <laughs> everything about it was just hella cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like talking about transformations again, like Fish Boy legit turns into a fish, of course. And then like uh, does Heisenberg transform? I forgot. Does yeah, he transform? He transforms. So basically, right. he turns into this amalgamation of like flesh and machine. Ooh, and right, right, like right. according to the designers of the game, he's supposed to look like a caterpillar, like a caterp- a, a horned caterpillar. He has like 
these arms and then he's like shaped like a caterpillar so like it's so cool but oh. like miss don't uh, miss beneviento didn't turn but like she has the power she has that baby yeah well no yeah, the, she, has the baby. <laughs> she has that baby oh my god that thing came straight out of my nightmare, nightmare like, fuel yeah legit legit that that scared me like i will never see babies the same ever again <laughs> Yeah, her. I. I think. I think. Yeah, her specialty is acid trip, right? Just hallucin hallucinogens, like. <laughs> yes. 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 So like, a Beneviento doesn't turn into a monster, but she wins the she wins the heart of the horror game enthusiast by having the scariest part of the game, which is being chased by a giant deformed baby, and like it's all an acid trip, and, like legit, like. You have no weapons. You can't fight the baby. You like, gotta run. <laughs> you just gotta run. You just gotta hide. <laughs> and that's like, oh my god. That's basically like uh, Capcom trying to make PT like happen again because PT got cancelled, right? And Capcom just says, screw it. We're making PT, baby. <laughs> and they did. They did. Okay. Oh my Ooh. god. But god. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That that those those are the things that we loved about the game. And also, like I think we've mentioned we've mentioned this. Wait, no, I don't think we have. Like compared to the past Resident Evil games, this is a whole game changer. This is a this is like a whole step up, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Because with the with with previous games, I think because I I I've honestly I've never I've never played the games, but I, but Nisa has filled me in on a lot of them. She she told me that like a, like a lot of the the original Resident Evils was just like trying to save the president's child usually and usually the villains are just like you know they are just like the baroness in cruella which you can learn more about if you watch our previous episode where Ooh. we name her palpatine in a dress because That's she was <laughs> of course because she was just literally just evil for the sake of being evil you know oh what's her character trait what's what's she like she was evil that's it <laughs> <laughs> and like um and then we have our, your regular mad scientists and the psychos and of, of course the umbrella corporation with oswell trying to cure the world of use, she was he was trying to use the mold to kind of evolutionize mankind was it mm -hmm. he was and, trying to, yeah 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 basically mm -hmm, right and and apparently apparently according to this game according to resident evil 8 it was because of Mother, Mother Miranda. So he he he, so he wanted to cure the world because of Mother, with Mother Mother Miranda's teaching, the Umbrella Corporation because of Mother Miranda. Like wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In Resident Evil Seven, like the big bad is this little child called Evelyn, and like Mother Miranda's child is named Ava. So basically, Evelyn was just a failed experiment of uh, right. from Mother Miranda of trying to. Uh, get back his, her daughter and that like in this Resident Evil 8 he, she supposedly win but like eh, eh, you know she's a villain so she always loses you know oh mm -hmm. yeah I'm like yeah I just love how like the Resident Evil 8 just uh make the whole plot just full circle you know yes and then uh-huh and then like what I like about this franchise which uh like this time around the villains actually have empathy and death you know like you can empathize with the villain yes. like i mean there are sometimes where oswell is like uh well you can understand him of like helping humanity and stuff of course but like 
when you give us fairy tale written villain with lore of yes. course we will uh, gobble that up like it's dinner you know <laughs> like true yeah this time the the villains are the ones that you root for actually like even even in the fandom itself they legit just said okay like we got the protag we got the antagonist who like kill people and like steal babies yeah. uh, but like and then like the game just asks who do you want to win and then the fandom just collectively say oh, of course all vampire lady does <laughs> well it's like who ethan winters who you know Ethan Winters, who? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But okay. okay. Before we dive into that, before we dive into that chaotic side of this fandom that somehow popped up this way, we're gonna have to talk about why we didn't like this movie at this game. Oh my God. <laughs> that's how we. That's how good it is. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the mic over to Nisa because she has a lot to say, and I hope Ooh. Capcom is listening. Oh boy, listen up, baby. Okay, so what I'm going to say is like will resonate with the fans because first off, my main issue is that there is no option to team up with Carl Heisenberg. Okay, okay, Magneto like daddy. yeah, Magneto mold daddy. <laughs> so like in the last battle before Mother Miranda, you fight the strongest lord, which is Carl Heisenberg, who owns a factory and he like made uh human and machine hybrids you know as the villains and then he made all of these people like it's a factory there's like billions of them so like the reason why he made this factory is to actually overthrow miranda like carl heisenberg doesn't pledge allegiance to mother miranda because like he was tortured and like uh he was experimented on and he never wanted that you know, mm-hmm. and so like he got this vendetta against Miranda, and then we have Ethan Winters, whose daughters got stolen and whose wife got abducted because of Mother Miranda. So like they, they have the trait there. They both have vendettas against yes. Mother Miranda, and yeah. so even like the first time Ethan was met with Heisenberg, like Heisenberg was helping him. Like legit, <laughs> like like throughout the game, like Heisenberg will make a sign throughout the village that just says like this way, this way, like that. And like <laughs> when uh the first time you uh Ethan meets Heisenberg is no wait the second time he meets Heisenberg uh, be, uh after the whole him getting trapped in a death maze is that uh Heisenberg pops up on TV and saying that congratulations for defeating Moro. Like, bruh, I just, I just killed your subordinate. Like, why are you cheering me on? (laughs) And then, so much potential. And then, like, Heisenberg legit, like, uh, took out his hand and asked Winters, like, okay, what if we work together? Legit, he said, like, let's work together to take down Mother Miranda. But I think uh, Heisenberg kind of failed the marketing pitch there. Because he just went like, we can weaponize your baby. That's where like Ethan just went, what no. the hell, man? That's just a baby. Like, no. <laughs> like, right. like, like, no, this is my baby. That's my daughter. You're not going to use him. And you're not going to use her. And then like, uh, Heisenberg was like, okay, then suit yourself. And then like, throw Ethan into like the factory. And then he had to deal with all that's happening. But like, the fans just made a what if, like a big what if. Like, what if Capcom made a DLC where Ethan said yes 
to Heisenberg's offer. Oh, I know. They can be a duo. They can be like Magneto versus Angry Dad duo taking <laughs> down Mother Miranda. Like a buddy cop. Yeah, like a buddy cop d- dynamic. Yeah. Duo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and then like after they fight, they took down Miranda, and then like Ethan got Rose back, and then like Heisenberg got his revenge, and then like they will part as unlikely friends, or maybe better as like <laughs> the uncle towards the Rosemary. Like... <laughs> I think everybody at this point, everybody so... just wants Heisenberg to be such a cool uncle. I think I know, I know. Oh my god, there's like a, a whole subplot of like Heisenberg being the uncles towards Lady Dimitrescu's daughters. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Like, oh, okay. I'm getting off topic, but like, yeah, there's like a big need for like the DLC, uh, where like, uh, where Heisenberg actually teams up with uh, no, where Ethan actually teams up, and then Ethan gets to fight Mother Miranda on a giant tank because. Uh, when you have to beat Heisenberg, uh, Ethan, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Havill found this tank made out of alloy, which cannot be controlled by uh, Heisenberg's magneto powers. So basically, the head cannon is the tank was already there, made by Heisenberg himself, in case Ethan said yes <laughs> to you know, Mother Miranda. Basically, ah. the option was already there. Was set up. Was set up. Yeah, Heisenberg really wanted Ethan to be his buddy buddy. Like, yeah, I oh. made you a tank, and let's take down Mother Miranda together. But like, the tank was used by Ethan to take down Heisenberg, and then Heisenberg, <sighs> uh, Heisenberg collapses and dies. You know, and then, oh my God, was just thinking about like how the tank was specifically made. By Heisenberg for Ethan to use just like fuels so many head cannons and just oh. fuels this need for a DLC uh, from Capcom. Completely mm-hmm. understandable. But mm-hmm. we have to move on to the other lords where okay. with, with with issues in this game. Yeah, <laughs> curb your enthusiasm. I just I just I would feel... say that one of the issues that I had with this game is that there was no chemistry between Lady Demetresk. Demitrescu, Demitresk, and her yeah. daughters. Like, like, come yeah. on. Okay. okay we, yeah. No, we know how she acquired her daughters. How they became sort of like these fly women vampires thing. Yeah, yeah. And like how she bonded and decided, like, okay, I'm adopting these three witches. You know. But what I had an issue with in this game is that that there was no chemistry between Lady Demitrescu and her daughters. Like, come on. Okay, we know how she acquired these awesome, these three awesome witch lady, fly ladies as as her daughters. Like how she decided to adopt them and, you know, Mm -hmm. how how it came to be. But like, we don't see that kind of affection on in the game, you know, like, okay, yeah, she rages and she wails over us killing her daughters but like where's where's the where's the bond where's the wholesomeness like there's not there's not enough family dynamic out there to fuel the fandom even though it's already been fueled enough <laughs> I, I would know. say mm-hmm. i know i know but like yeah i know it's like okay where's the wholesomeness in this horror game that's like <laughs> <laughs> and and i bet capcom what would capcom say next when they just when they when they find out oh they 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 didn't want to buy the game because it was too scary. Let's make a puppet show. What will they say next when they hear, "Oh, 
They wanted more wholesomeness to this horror game. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh god, just yeah. Okay, we're both suckers for like the like family dynamics. Yes. And like we just see that it's not enough. Like I understand. I understand their villains, their side characters, you know, the fly ladies, the uh, Bella Cassandra and Dan- Daniela, Daniela is just like are just three other obstacles to like get Rose back. But like 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 never mind the murders that they've done to Wars maidens to make their wine. But <laughs> I just want them to like have this bond. But like you okay. Want to see it. I'm just glad the fandom understands my needs and like <laughs> they have this whole headcanon of them doing like really cutesy woodsy family, family stuff. stuff. Yeah, like you know, skin like skinning a maid together to collect <laughs> the blood, like a family. Yay! Of course, because what nothing says family bonding like joint murder <laughs> and 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 blood <laughs> and blood thirst. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We've been watching too many of those movies, Nay. Um, I know. I but know. Anyway, another another issue that I think I think you wanted to point out was that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Donna oh, yeah. deserves. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Donna, Benedetto deserves more. Okay. Okay. Like I know we've been simping over like Heisenberg and Dimitrescu. Of course, that's they're both like characters to be like. Uh, thirst over it. It's a given, you know. It's a given. But we are overlooking my girl Donna Benefiento and her crazy doll Angie. So basically, the reason why I like Donna Benefiento is like character design because I have a huge nerd over character designs with lores in them. Okay, so basically, Donna Benefiento in the game, she's dressed in this all black garb, and then she never speaks. But like she speaks through her doll, Angie. Angie. Yeah, Angie. And like the doll is uh, has the parasite, the Kadu parasite inside her. And like that's why she can like, you know, walk over, she can dance, she can just do her whole her whole thing. And like the contrast is that uh Angie is dressed in this wedding dress, white wedding dress, and Benevento is dressed in this really dark garb. So there's like this contrast of like light and dark. Mm-hmm. And this this is emulated in the family emblem for Benevento, which is like a moon and a sun encompassed like each uh, encompassing each other. And like I just love the aesthetic. And also uh for the history nerds out there, uh Benefiento's garb it's not a morning garb but like apparently it's called uh it's used for mothers uh when they try to take pictures of their babies so it's called the invisible mother i think yeah yeah so she uh, the mothers would wear an all black garb and then their babies would dress in all white so creating that little contrast when the photos are taken and i just love the lore of it because oh it's so good and also like after you uh, defeat the game like you will get the actual backstory of Benefiento you know like the first drafts of the ideas oh, like right, the first right, drafts right. of the ideas mm-hmm. and uh the first draft is that Benefiento isn't supposed to be alone she's supposed to be like a family of ghosts in the manner you know so mm-hmm. like the thing is that like uh Benefiento's family made a suicide pact together mm-hmm. where right. they all threw themselves off the to the waterfall next to their house and then they haunt the house forever but 
like they decided to scrap that idea and turn Beneviento human, and then uh, Beneviento uh, is the sole survivor of the Beneviento family, where the rest of her family died. You know, and right. she became so lonely, and then she has like anxiety talking to people. That's why she only talks to Angie, and then like we see that she's just a shy, a shy little bean. You know, she's just a quiet seamstress who just makes dresses for dolls who makes dolls she's supposed to, she's like so wholesome but like Donna Beneviento deserves more okay like like she deserves so much more like my cottagecore queen she's like, just a hermit <laughs> she doesn't want to socialize she doesn't want to pe- meet people <laughs> you know and like there was this whole headcanon again with like Donna Beneviento and Moro as friends the fish boy yeah 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 they're friends with like Moro. <laughs> they're both friends because like in the game Moro is seen to like watch romantic dramas you know he enjoys romantic dramas <gasps> yes yeah he's like the laziest lord legit like Ethan got the flask the, the babies from Moro because he was too busy watching TV <laughs> legit Ethan just showed up take the flask but Ethan being so dumb, he decided to just announce his presence by saying, well, that was easy. It was easy before you say that, Ethan. Now Moro just like stopped and just look at you and the whole thing happened. But like, like, Ethan, just mind your business, man. But like, it was so dumb. It was so dumb. But like, (laughs) yeah, there was this hot cannon where Beneficento being the hermit that she is, she would probably enjoy romantic comedies like Moro do. And like, that's why they became unlikely friends. Oh, like, so cute! I know, I know. This is the wholesome part. This is the wholesome part. This Again. is the part where we talk about wholesome family dynamic cat cannons in uh-huh. this horror game franchise fandom. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> it's basically the equivalent of me turning Hannibal into like, oh, it's just a show about like people falling in love and finding out their true self and passion, you know, through murder. <laughs> Oh dear lord. Okay. Okay, but like yeah, there are those are just some headcanons that I just really love and really support because it's just so wholesome. Oh, so many wholesome dynamics mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this fandom. I think because we've we've mentioned a bit about Uncle Heisenberg being just oh. the coolest uncle yeah. to either yeah. Rosemary or Lady Demitrescu's daughter's daughters. Like like uh-huh. there's so much potential there. I think also like the fact that they're all just one big murderous family. It's just so uh-huh. wholesome and there's so much potential there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait, like when we talk about like wholesome, even like the Resident Evil 8 marketing team has already like tried to fuel the wholesomeness by like making a puppet show that we mentioned earlier. I don't think we have told them what happens in the puppet show and like why <laughs> the heck would a horror game be marketed with the with the puppet show. So basically, right, right. Uh the marketing team uh, of Capcom uh, asked a bunch of people why they didn't buy Resident Evil 7, you know, the game before before this. And like all most of the answer is that the game is too scary. So Capcom really took those comments to heart and they decide to like, oh, you know what? Let's try to like market this, market this horror game as something not scary at all. 
you know like so that's why they chose a puppet show a japanese puppet show <laughs> yeah uh, starring the four lords as puppets and like the puppets kept saying we are not scary at all we're yeah, a happy family yeah yeah legit it's like uh something that uh you should show to kids but don't please like because even though it's a puppet show it's like a gory puppet show they take like um Pencils for blood they paint <laughs> with blood like they ran out of paint so they 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 they, they pushed the chainsaw i think it was on tomorrow and then they produced red blood and they painted with the blood and like hey having fun yeah making art <laughs> I know, I know. They take like usual children's uh, children's puppet show tropes, and then like make it horror. Like again, like Trisha said, like when they wanted to paint with red, they ran out of paint, and then like they took red, and the blood in the puppet show is just tinsel and confetti. <laughs> and also, there's there's like, three installments of it, right? The second yes. installment, I think, is the toothbrush one. Yeah. So like the puppet show persuades the watcher to like brush their teeth but the 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 toothbrush they're using is like riddled with nails and like sharp objects so when they brush their teeth it's blood coming just out all out their face like yeah it's just pencil and blood oh. and like confetti and then like the last one is like the heisenberg contraption the heisenberg contraption is like mm. uh is this supposed to be a murder machine? And then like uh, Moro being slippery, he slipped onto the machine and then he got turned into just like... He just Parts turned into blood. a bunch of organs. Yeah! <gasps> and it's still in puppet show fashion. fashion. That's why I just love... I just obsess over how ridiculous they market this game. It's so... It's so cute and brilliant and so just... Tasteful irony. It's tasteful <sighs> irony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think it's inevitable that fans just took to it. You know, they just took to it, like the the whole family dynamic thing and the wholesomeness because of the puppet show and all those other aspects of it. But yeah, I know it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it, when you go on to tw- Twitter and Tumblr, you'll thank us because you'll see what we mean. But if you decide to play the actual game, it's not as wholesome as it as we make it sound. No, sorry. No, we have misled no. you. <laughs> we have misled you. <laughs> Sadly, we're not gonna be able to promise that these head cannons will come true because they are head cannons. So you won't be able yeah. to see Lady Dim- Dimitrescu and Carl uh, Heisenberg being like the brother sister dynamic that they could have been. Like, oh my God, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I never could have could have been the uncles towards like Lady Dimitrescu's daughters. Oh my God, yeah. I also forgot that like uh, there's this whole headcanon again. So I'm adding headcanons over headcanons. God, I'm I'm basically a warship. But like, yes. Uh, so basically, Dimitrescu is like the first experiment gone right from Mother Miranda, and then like she turned immortal, right, because of the parasite. And yeah. then like uh, Heisenberg is the second one to come in. And Heisenberg was like, again, uh, he was abducted. He was like subjected with the parasite from his, uh, like against his own will. That's why yeah. he hates Miranda. Right. And then like throughout the whole process of like torture, like Dimitrescu is the only one there for Heisenberg. So basically we got this like, like 
really annoying but caring brother sister dynamic with them. Yes. Yes. And Aww. like this I know and like this dynamic just so like the uncle shenanigans start when Lady Dimitrescu got her daughters. And like I'd like to think that throughout the whole process of Heisenberg being tortured by Mother Miranda, like Dimitrescu is always there to take care of him. And when Dimitrescu got her daughters, like Carl would do the same thing Dimitrescu did and like take care of the sisters and just oh! That is so wholesome, honestly. I know, just and I, the whole and fandom. I, yeah, and I'd like to think and I'd like to think before the whole Ethan Winters fiasco, like they're immortal, right? They have so many stories together. And yeah. like the fans the fans understand this and they made so many family headcanons about them being a happy family. Just like the just like the puppet shows it. Oh, that's so cute. Honestly, this fandom is so wholesome. You would not believe that it comes from a horror movie. A horror game. Yep. <laughs> I have to keep correcting yep. myself. But yeah. I hope you enjoyed this review. I hope, well, I wouldn't say it's a review, more like a fandom discussion about it because it's so fun. And you're going to be very disappointed when you play the game because it's going to be all gory. And, well, you'll have fun, is what we're saying. So, this, that's it for today's mm-hmm. episode of Fandom on the Phone. Thank you so much for going through this roller coaster ride with us. And we'd also, oh, yeah, feel free to scream at us at our DMs about. Whether you want to simp over the characters or whether you want to bash on us for misleading you about the game, feel free at fan underscore on the phone. And thank you so much for our sponsors, Kim Communication and Finity, for sponsoring this episode. And we will see you in the next Phantom on the Phone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.